This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Liebrach. Heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Finding Your Bliss, a show that helps you find and follow your bliss. On today's show, we're looking at beauty from the inside out with international makeup artist to the stars, Nancy Crosley, and health practitioner and yoga instructor, Simi Panu, who helps heal the whole person, including the mind, body, and soul. And this week's featured artist is Nancy's father, the late Doug Crosley. But first, let me introduce you to my first guest, Nancy Crosley. Nancy has worked with celebrities, TV personalities, actors, and sports stars for most of her life. In fact, as a little girl, she spent most of her time backstage in the makeup room watching her mom, the beloved late Jean Crosley makeup artist to the stars, as Jean worked on celebrities such as Tina Turner, Mama Cass, Kenny Rogers, and Harry Belafonte. After 35 years in the business, Nancy has quite the who's who list of celebrities and supermodels in her own Rolodex. She's traveled with Queen. She's done makeup for Jim Carrey, Martin Short, Gene Simmons, and my absolute faves, Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. Well, she has done makeup for Mel Brooks, Tim Conway, Monica Schnarr, Joan Rivers, Suzanne Summers, Ringo Starr, and one of the pivotal moments that changed her life was working with Brad Pitt, but more on that later. About 22 years ago, Nancy launched a gorgeous makeup line called Knockoff Cosmetics, and she's really come full circle by creating an incredible dream product called Beauty So Clean. And she's back on the shopping channel with her incredible creation, which basically sanitizes all of your makeup products, ensuring that everyone's makeup stays clean and bacteria-free. Her professional line, Beauty So Clean, has been a staple in makeup kits all the way from Hollywood to Europe. Nancy and I worked together many years ago on a television talk show, and Nancy has a real entrepreneurial spirit and really knows how to make things happen. Often pre-COVID, she would call me and she would be jet-setting off to a meeting with Chanel or Lancôme in Paris, and she really is making her dreams come true. Nancy, it's so wonderful to have you here. Welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Oh, Judy, I'm so happy to be here. I'm I'm excited. Um, I hope to share some some good points with everyone today about finding your bliss as we watch your show every week. You're wonderful. Thank you, Nancy. So are you. Nancy, you've really had an illustrious career. And you said to me in the green room just before the show that one of the celebrities you loved working with the most was Tim Conway from the Carol Burnett show. What did you love about working with Tim? Oh, gosh, he was he was just a very genuine, um, very caring man about everybody in the crew, and very he was very appreciative. And he made sure that everybody that he worked with um, knew how grateful he was. And he would come. He he spoke to everybody on the last day and shook everybody's hand. He wrote me a thank you card that I'll I, I'll never forget. And he was just a really kind, kind person. Sounds like he was a real mensch. <laughs> that, 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 he was. <laughs> that's how you could describe him. You were extremely close, Nancy, to your mom, the incredible and the beautiful Jean Crosley. And as you know, I loved her too. 
And she went from being my makeup artist to a very dear friend and special person in our lives. How did Jean inspire you to be the best you could be and really give you the inspiration for the work you're doing today? That's a really good question, Judy. My mom, as a mother, uh, always taught me a couple of things. If you believe in something, never give up. And also you can do anything that you want. And every time that I felt that I was facing a roadblock or a mountain, that never give up was uh, something that I heard her speaking to me. And thank goodness I never gave up. And now I happen to have a product and product line that's going to help the community and help everyday people with what's happening with COVID-19. Absolutely. It was actually Brad Pitt that was the impetus as well behind Beauty So Clean. Can you tell us about how Brad Pitt really was uh, instrumental and inspired you? Well, Brad, so I was working on a sports celebrity in a morning shoot, and then I was going off to do a movie junket with Brad Pitt. And I showed up to the the movie junket. It was, I think it was with Universal Studios. And I I pulled out the makeup that I was going to use on Brad Pitt. And I looked at it and I said, I just used this on the same person. And I'm sharing cosmetics here. There's something wrong with this. Even if you're using disposable applicators or sponges, you're still double dipping. And how on earth can I clean this thing? And it... it And again, it goes back to my mom with the first lesson that she ever gave me. And she taught me how to have a clean setup and how to have, you know, the highest level of proper hygiene standards. And so here I am with that drilled into me again, mom, not give up and go after your dreams, but you better be clean. And here I'm, I'm working with Brad Pitt and the light bulb went off and I thought, I need something that's like hand sanitizer for your makeup. And then that's where I actually came up with the whole concept of beauty suckling, which was actually years before I developed it. So um, it was just always there in the back of my mind until one day it was like, if I don't do this now, someone else is going to do it. You know, I always had that. I was a risk taker. So I set out to, to do that. That's so cool. You've you've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. And I believe that your motto really is, it's one of my mottos, but I think this applies to you so incredibly, is dream it, believe it, take action, and you'll achieve it. So you created your own makeup line, Knockoff Cosmetics, over 25 years ago. You were on the shopping channel. And now in a full circle moment, you're back on the shopping channel with Beauty So Clean. Can you tell us what was it like being back on the shopping channel after all these years? Oh, just the anticipation beforehand, working with the same host, Carrie Oliver, who in fact, I used to do her father's makeup, Fergie Oliver, for sports, and I've known Carrie for years, and and I was so excited and walked back into the studio. It felt like it was just yesterday, but it was 22 years, like 22 years, like a whole lifetime, but here I am again, back on the shopping channel. When, when the cameras started to roll, it was like I never left, and away we went. Carrie and I had a great time um, together in the, the 14, 15 minutes that we had, and, and yes, I'm back, and now I don't just have a cosmetic line. I have something that can be used on every cosmetic line. 
Well, I have to say we had a contest and we just drew the winner. The Beauty So Clean, you very generously gave a wonderful $150 prize pack. And Beauty So Clean is available on the shopping channel, also on Nancy's website, Beauty So Clean, and um, also on Instagram at Beauty So Clean. Uh, but you, you once said that we clean our hands, our clothes and our homes, but we never clean the very products that we put directly on our faces, lips and eyes. It's interesting. We're hand sanitizing and doing all the rest, but we forget about the brushes. And it is really cool that you can spray your brushes all of your makeup and make it as good as new again it, it really is unbelievable it always makes me feel good when I use it that's absolutely right I have said for years makeup is the only thing we put on our body that we've never cleaned you wouldn't wear a pair of dirty socks two days in a row let alone uh, for a year it's about having really good habits and make it's like changing your toothbrush after you've had a cold. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I would think now during COVID, Nancy, things must real really be taking off because now more than ever, we're so aware of washing our hands so many times a day and and hand sanitizing. So has COVID changed this whole beauty so clean thing even more? Absolutely. The demand for our product has skyrocketed worldwide. But we're there, and a lot of people will say to me, you know, it's a pandemic. Look at you, you're working. And and I think my heart is saying that I have a product that's going to be able to help the community. And finally, people are going to get it because what's happened with COVID-19 is that it's changed a lot of people and their way of thinking. And it is a new normal. People aren't going to go back to the bad habits. I think even once we have a vaccine, this has obviously um, helped with the awareness of our product that I've been working on for 13 years, trying to reach out to the brands and the counters and, and you know, makeup artists all over the world with the trade shows and the traveling and pounding the pavement um, over and over and over and over again. And but now it's like, yeah, OK, yes, you have to clean your makeup. Um, it is a commonly used surface, probably one of the most commonly used surfaces for a woman. And, and it's, it's something that we just have to do. And it, it'll extend the life of your cosmetics. You know what I love about your story, Nancy, is that you've been doing this for over 30 years and you've worked really hard and now it's really been hugely successful. We're going to come back to how some of that success is, is translating itself. But I want to ask you about some of the amazing celebrities that you've worked with. What was it like doing Joan Rivers makeup? Oh, she, most of the time comedians aren't <laughs> that funny sitting in the chair, <laughs> but Joan Rivers was really funny. She just didn't stop. So her, a lot of the times when you're doing makeup for people, that's the last stop that they have before they go on air. And a lot of the times people are going through their lines or it's, it's all about sort of psychology and making people feel comfortable. And so Martin Short, I a funny story about him. My father taught Martin Short how to memorize lines. That's <laughs> so cool. So the first time that I went to do Martin Short's makeup, I walked into the makeup room and I sat uh, you know, I set everything up and he sits down and he's got his papers and script and my father's way of memorizing lines. And I looked at him and I said, Martin, my name is Nancy. I'm Doug Crosley's daughter. And, and, and I said, I, I just saw you working with my father's method of, of memorizing lines. And he almost fell over. He said, <gasps> Oh my gosh. Yes. 
dad. Yes, he taught me how to memorize lines. Oh my God. I just got the chills. I just got the chills. You've even worked with Ringo Starr. What? <laughs> what was that yeah. like? <laughs> Ringo, that was fun. It was a very early morning. And the funniest thing is, is I was dating my husband at the time. And, and I, I mentioned to him the night before, oh, I'm working tomorrow and I'm working with Ringo Starr. And you have to realize I've grown up with celebrities and most, most of the time, my celebrities are, are like everyday people. We're all human. And my, my husband almost fell over. You're working with Ringo Starr. He said, you have to get an autograph. And I, and, I, and I mentioned that I don't ask for autographs. I don't have pictures with celebrities through my whole life because that's just not something that's cool. And so Carl, my husband, he runs out and he handed me 12 albums. And he said, can you get these albums signed? And I said, there's no way. And I'm not asking him. And he said, well, try for one. So I walked into the shoot. I'm set up. In comes Ringo. And I tell him the story. I'm dating this new guy. I can't believe it. I told him I was working with you. He wanted me to get 12 albums signed. And he, and he said to me, not bloody well likely. <laughs> and, and, I said, and I said, yeah, but I told him that you'd sign one. And I handed it to him with a marker and he signed the one album and we have it framed in, in our, um, in our great room at our farm. Oh, isn't that a great story? That's, I think one of the only, I bet that's one of the only autographs that I've ever asked for other than maybe the odd sports celebrity for, you know, a young kid that's a real huge (laughs) fan. That's so cool. What are some of the favorite highlights in your career, Nancy? Do you have a favorite moment or moments that stand out for you? The first Olympics that I worked at in 92 in Barcelona, that was an incredible moment. Um, And then just um, recently, I worked uh, at the FIFA World Cup in Russia. um, And I actually brought my youngest daughter with me as my one of my assistants. But I ran the whole team out there. I hired local makeup and hair people. And just being there was an incredible moment. Um, The opening of the Sky Dome was crazy there was i think i I have an article that was in the newspaper i think i ordered something like it was 2700 pounds of makeup from (laughs) Um, and i think there was like 3500 um performers and we worked on it for weeks in advance because i had to train a lot of the dancers how to do their own makeup and i coordinated all these kits and i packed all these kits and it was just crazy um, and of course, listen, I, the Shirley show, um, working on that show because of the people that I met, sometimes it's not as much as the Shirley show was a great show. Um, sometimes it's the connections and the people that you meet and that, it, that turn into a lifetime. And that is really the beautiful part of your job. Same thing with, you know, TSN. I started the makeup room at TSN and we grew up together. We were all kids and everybody grew up together and turned into very successful, you know, VIPs in the industry. And I think flying on a private jet with Queen, (laughs) I have to add that in there. That, that That was a moment in my career. In fact, I thought somebody was pranking me. Um, because a friend of mine, her, her husband actually worked, he, he built um, private jets. And I thought it was a surprise party of some sort because I thought there's no way 
that I'm going to get a call out of the blue to go on this private jet. They took my passport at the, at the airport and said, you know, we'll give it back to you once the plan lands and plane lands and off we go. And here I'm, I'm on the plane and it's like five rock star limousines come speeding up and they put on the brakes and out comes, you know, Brian May and his hair bouncing through the air. <laughs> and, and I'm like, wow, this is really happening. That's so cool. Nancy, what do you love about doing makeup? What do you love about what you do? overall i just the makeup part of my career side not the product side that is my first love and it's really not work to me i just enjoy seeing people making people feel good making people feel comfortable um I like the fact that you work on a show and there's a start and a finish and there's a great sense of accomplishment. Again, caring about the crew. My mother taught me a rule that there's a line that you can't cross with your talent. So there's very, very few talent as much as it's like going to the hairdresser and you might think um, you, you share all the details and and, you know, you spill all the beans, as they say. So, so that might happen, but there's a line that you don't cross because you always have to be professional. And it's like, a, a, again, a lot of people would say to me, oh, you bet you're going to write a book one day or, or, you know, about spilling the beans. And it's something that I would never do. Um, but again, you just don't become best friends with the people that you're you're working on and touching every day because you're there to do a job and you need to give the person their space so i i think it's part of the, the i guess the sense of accomplishment and developing the long-term uh relationships with the crew and basically sharing your life with them because it's a small world mm-hmm. you, you always come back Mm-hmm, absolutely. Was there just a moment where you went, I can't believe what's happening, <laughs> that I'm here, you know, in the Chanel offices, all dressed up about to have my meeting and, uh, and you know, with my beauty so clean? Like, what was that like? That was a great moment for me, of course. But at the same time, I was very humbled. I would travel. I'm a mom of two. And if I had a meeting in Paris or if I had a trade show in London and I would take the train over to Paris and you know, hustle to get these meetings, by the way. Um, you, when you walk in there and you're sitting there, I'm thinking, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a little makeup artist from TSN, right? And, and here I am, I've got, you know, meetings booked with, with these major brands. Like I'm in with, you know, Gucci and, and Sisley and, and off to Chanel. And it's just, I'm Ubering around Paris and it, great moments. Um, but again, I'm, I'm very humbled and I'm there to, again, help the community. And it's, it's thrilling that people have, have opened their eyes to what I've tried to develop. I've had my fun, but as a mother, listen, I fly on the same flights as the, as the flight attendants. I fly overnight. I go to my meetings. I'm exhausted. I, I, I stay at a hotel and then I fly home on the next on the next flight because I need needed to get back to my family. 
Yeah, now you're amazing. You know, yes, you're a makeup artist. Yes, you've developed this product. Yes, you've been a real entrepreneur. And yes, you know, you're you're a mom and you're you're a great wife and a family person. But you also, and people may not know this, you can your own tomatoes. You make jams and jellies and preserves. You live on a farm, and I know part of that is what makes you very happy. What do you love about making these jams and jellies and entering them in contests, which I know you do almost every year, and it often elicits you the blue ribbon prize? Uh, well, that is that's my real bliss, I believe, and it's something that I really enjoy. I find um, when we would come up to our farm on the weekends or in the summer around my work schedule, it's my stress release. Um, I enjoy the process. Um, it's kind of like sitting down and reading a good book and not getting up until it's finished when you're canning. 300 pounds of tomatoes <laughs> you've, you've got to peel them you've got to get them into the jars you've got to get the jars sealed before you can actually move on to anything else and but it's 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 eating wholesome natural food and, and having your I grow I have my own garden and I enjoy that and again our farm we built a new farmhouse up here it took 17 months of of a lot of work and and putting your life in storage um really because you have to <laughs> and then you finally get everything put back together again and during the beginning of of the pandemic we moved into our our farm full time and walking into my house you know again during a pandemic and realizing how blessed we were as I'm watching my mother's dishes come in and my father's dining room buffet come in and my husband's mother's chandelier and things that we've saved over the years of, of things that we love that mean a lot to us and opening up those boxes and having a place for everything. And again, you're canning and you know my my father used to love my jam and people come by to pick up my pickles i love giving my i know i've been the recipient the lucky recipient i also know you make the world's best cheesecake can you tell us about your famous cheesecake that's to die for and you know what i just had a really cool idea right here on the air maybe you'll even give us the recipe and we can put it on the findingyourbliss.com website oh that's a wonderful <laughs> idea so the famous famous cheesecake is a um, pumpkin cheesecake with candied pecans mm. on top and um, which is something that I've never actually entered in any of my competitions so not this year everything was cancelled but there's all of the, the fairs around the different counties that I would compete in with the jams and the Robin Hood baking contests and all that sort of thing and I have you know an apple cake that wins all the time and I have a a, a pound cake that I do with blueberries or I do it with rhubarb mm. and you know my cookies and, and all kinds of things that I've entered into these competitions. And, um, but I'd be happy to share the recipe. The pumpkin cheesecake is like, it's every Thanksgiving or, or every fall, I say to the kids, you know, what do you think, what would you like for dessert? Mm -hmm. and, and out comes pumpkin cheesecake. <laughs> Nancy, yeah. you touched on your bliss already, but what else is bliss for Nancy Crosley? I think we all have learned 
a lot this year. And um, I believe that having your health and having your happiness and having your family is bliss. There's things that we can do that are hobbies or distractions. Sometimes I call them. Um, and listen, um, I was in a, a terrible accident with one of our horses five years ago, and I'm lucky to be here. And I look back at when I was in the hospital, there was very little that you need. And I needed my pillow and I needed a couple of other things and that's all I needed. And a lot of people have learned that this year with, with the pandemic and not being able to go out and really focusing on what's important, who's your bubble. And, and it's, it's, it's health it's happiness and and we really don't need very much to be happy and to have our blessing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely true. Nancy, what is the best way for people to follow you on social media and of course to check out Beauty So Clean, which really makes a fantastic holiday gift for everyone? How is the best way for people to access Beauty So Clean and to follow you on social media? Well, I'm back on the shopping channel about once every 4 to 6 weeks. Um, so we can watch on, the, it's actually called Today's Shopping Shopper's Choice, TSC, now. And so they've got great deals for Beauty So Clean. And then, of course, our website, which is beautysoclean.com. We have warehouses in Canada, USA, and in in the UK. And we're opening up a warehouse in Belgium. So there's all different currencies on our site. So worldwide, you can buy it. Um, and on Instagram, we're at Beauty So Clean. Um, underscore because way back in the day somebody took the normal beauty <laughs> so there's the underscore at the end so you can follow us and there's lots of good tips that we put up there about cleaning different things and when you know it's flu season right now um now's the time to be um clean and we're wearing our masks they say don't touch your face and what's everybody doing they're touching up their makeup as soon as they take their mask off it's true it's true before they clean nancy we're going to go on a short commercial break when we come back we're going to hear the music of your beloved dad doug crosley who was so handsome beyond talented and what a voice in fact he was often compared to frank sinatra more with finding your bliss when we come back back in a moment Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about CREATE Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE. 
Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years. Create is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. Create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, Create is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. Create has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? Create Fertility Center is here for you, continuing to provide remote consultations. And there's exciting news. With the easing of government restrictions, Create has resumed services for fertility testing and treatments. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. We are now joined by my second guest, Simi Panu. Simi Panu is a Toronto-based integrative health practitioner, global yoga instructor, and scholar of trauma and Eastern philosophy. Her work strikes a balance between functional holistic nutrition, science-based protocols, and emotional healing. From chronic disease, hormonal imbalances, to pre- and postpartum nutrition and healing, her practice is founded on the principle of healing the whole person, mind, body, and soul. Her mission is to show clients how powerful and magical the body is when it's at its most optimal. Simi, welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Thank you for having me here, Judy. It's so nice to connect with you, especially after such a long time and virtually, like I'll I'll take it. (laughs) Exactly. It's lovely. Simi, what exactly is an integrative health practitioner and what is integrative medicine? Yeah, so integrative health is very much... I'd like to think it strikes a balance between allopathic conventional medicine, but also holistic wellness. So you're merging functional, Ayurvedic, Chinese, botany, like those types of holistic medicines that we've had for thousands of years with science-based protocols. So orthomolecular medicine, which is supplement protocols at its simplest form. Uh, There's a lot of testing that's involved. So something such as a, I guess the one that I administer the most would be a organic acids test or hormone-based test. So it's, it's striking a good balance between those two types of medicines that we have. And Integrated medicine is really just that, is encompassing all those modalities and you're getting the best of both worlds. So you're not limited to just going with the holistic process. You have the option of bringing science into the healing as well. That's so cool. I know you believe, Simi, and I quote, that when we heal the body of chronic symptoms such as irregular digestion, fatigue, hormonal imbalance, infertility, skin conditions, and more, we can then really begin enjoying all that the body has to offer. Can you elaborate on this? Yeah, the way that I look at the body is, you know, we exist in a very material world. And as you know, I really do believe that we're souls having a human experience and that this body is our way to enjoy the material world around us. It's our way to express, to take action, to, you know, feel different things that this, you know, this beautiful world has to offer. So when we're at our most optimal, when we're not distracted by breaking out, bloating, you know, all these things that can be small things, but in a day-to-day process can be quite big. You know, when we're not 
burdened by that, we can experience what we're here to do. And that could be anything from our purpose to just having fun. What would you do, for instance, for someone who was experiencing hormonal imbalance or bloating, for instance, what might be some of the treatments or the methodology you would use to to deal with that? Yeah, so we would definitely look at the full health history first. You know, I'm a big believer in bioindividuality, which is something that's just starting to come up now in the health space, which is, you know, where are you from? What's your origin? What's your geography? What diet did your ancestors eat? So myself being South Asian, I would take into account different spices that were naturally in my DNA that my body's very familiar with. And I would work with that. So if you have bloating issues, naturally we would look at the gut first because the gut is our base for dis-ease. And we could either do a functional medicine detox protocol, which I like to do before doing an actual test. If a test is needed, organic acids is the king of tests. And that's really just studying the stool and seeing what bacteria is there, and what we have to look at, like what is the what is the gut trying to tell us? And that's bringing science into the holistic process of healing. If it's more of a hormonal, let's say fertility-based concern, then there'd be a mix of different emotional healing because I do, I'm a big believer in bringing trauma healing or trigger healing into the healing process as well, not just nutrition, but we would run a hormone test. Do you believe in cleansing and, and or in any cleanses in particular? I'm a big supporter of cleanses, but I do believe there's a time and a place for them. But you know, the body is so good at healing itself. We don't need to put that much control on it. It, it, it knows what it needs to do. Right. That's so interesting. We met Simi at 889 Yoga in the Yoga Teacher Training Program. And I always found it so easy to imagine you as a spiritual yoga instructor. And you refer to yourself now as a global yoga instructor. What do you mean exactly by that? Mm -hmm. So, you know, this journey that I've been on, um, my own healing process allowed me to meet so many different yogis from different parts of the world. And it's allowed for a beautiful exchange. And, you know, having that teaching background allows me to bring it to my clients who are international. They're just, they're not just located in Canada. So for me, be, I think yoga is boundless and considering myself as a global, global yoga instructor kind of brings that boundlessness in and shows how exponential yoga can be. Wow. Would you actually teach people or do some yoga with some of your people all over the world, like on a Zoom, let's say, for instance, or on on FaceTime? Like, Do you actually teach or practice yoga internationally? Exactly. Yes. And, you know, for me, like I love to when I'm even when I'm teaching it, I love to get it to a place where then the client can embody it themselves and create their own practice from it and not just take what I'm teaching, but you know, craft their own practice based on what their body wants that day. That's so amazing. That's, I love that you're doing that. And, and again, I can totally visualize that. That <laughs> makes perfect sense. And I say that because I know you come from a very academic family. And, and I remember you telling me once that when you were in Paris, you imagined teaching yoga on the Seine, that wherever you were in any part of the world, you imagined a yoga mat and doing yoga by the sea in the sand. There are many places in the world that you imagine doing this. And I'm just wondering, what made you do this 360 and begin studying yoga and all that you're doing? And what has been the reaction of your family? Because you're also very academic, yeah. and very highly intelligent as well. So I'm wondering how, what was the reaction? What was the decision? How did it all evolve? I think that spiritual side was always there. It just needed to unfold on its own time. 
to me now, when I look back and when I look at it now, I don't think there's really a difference between being a very spiritual person versus being an academic, very rational person. I just think it's how one can think and merging those two together. So I, it was bound to come. The yoga was bound to become a big part. And now what I do is just the culmination of academics and yoga. It's, it's bringing my two passions together or bringing the spiritual with the academic. And, you know, for my, my parents, it was definitely not an easy thing because for so long, they saw me as the academic. I was the one that was supposed to go on and do the PhD and, you know, be speaking at the Sorbonne and, you know, not doing yoga on the CN. <laughs> and so for them, it's, there was resistance and it's something that I was very compassionate towards, to be honest, because I understood, again, I was showing up in a very different way and now I wasn't showing up the way they were used to. But the beautiful thing is that when you commit to something you really want to do, your family will follow you. Yes, absolutely. So they, they probably are so proud of you now that you are really doing your thing and doing it so beautifully. And they're probably getting a real kick out of it. And they're going to want to do your yoga classes and follow your journey, right? (laughs) Exactly. And I come from a very holistic family as well. So it's, I think what happens is when you follow your passions, you just, you're showing more of your authentic self. And that's how you want to show up to your family. Absolutely. Absolutely. What happened since yoga? We finished about two years ago. And what occurred from that time? Like what brought you from where we were graduating to where you are today? I became an integrative health practitioner. I had the opportunity to study under Stephen Cabral, who is, I like to think of him as the the doctor of all doctors. Like this man has, he's not just a doctor. He also has a side certification in naturopathic medicine, Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine. He studied in China. He worked in India. So that happened. I've been able to meet really incredible people, especially in Toronto, who are doing phenomenal things in the name of spirituality, wellness, female entrepreneurship. Um, I've been able to kind of tap my, put a bit of my toes into that entrepreneurship and even find ways to give back, which was such a big thing. I'm such a big believer in, you know, being able to give as much as you receive. Um, there's, I mean, it's been, it's been a crazy journey, I would say. It's very (laughs) full, but those, that's what's coming to mind so far. It's just, I guess, getting to know your community more. Yes. How are you giving back to the community? I've been working with a lot of Black, Indigenous women of color and supporting them in that way. Because, you know, being being a woman of color, I know accessibility is actually an issue. If, if I can take it back, there was a time when I was working for the French government when I was in Lille and I had the opportunity to see the, to work with refugee students. And it was interesting to see my privilege as a colored person versus another colored person's disenfranchisement. Like I, I had students who slept in bus shelters and none of the teachers knew. And I had a student that was arrested uh, for no reason, just because of the color of his skin. And these are like 14, 15 year old children who's fa- who left their families and came all the way hoping to somehow bring their families back once they had their, you know, their lives settled in France. So that's always stuck with me. And I always try to give back by working with women. So women cannot pay for my services. I always find a way to make it work, even if it has to be pro bono. It's just something I think that if I can raise a woman up, it's going to pay tenfold in its own way at the end of the day. This really reminds me of a very important topic, and that's meditation. And I'm wondering if you still are a big meditator and how you um, incorporate that into your practice and in your teaching. Yeah, you know, for a very long time, I was very fixated on meditating at least 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night. 
I find that for myself personally, I'm moving into a totally different season where now I'm meditating when I feel called to do it. And my new meditation has been a moving meditation. So either when I'm doing yoga or Pilates or even just taking a walk in nature, you know, I find that's become my form of meditation now. And I, and I'm a big advocate for meditation, not just being a seated meditation, but also one where the body moves because meditation is really just a form of release essentially. And if, if dancing, you know, if you can sing and dance and that's your meditation, there's no reason why we can't call it meditation. That's so lovely. That's such great advice. I thank you for sharing that. Can you explain, Simi, what celebrating your ancestral body means? Yeah. So this goes back to bio-individuality. I find that for a very long time, especially in the West, health was very much focused on the end goal. So how can we lose weight? How can we look like this? How, like the end goal versus the journey itself. And health is not a destination. It's a journey. And so when I talk about celebrating your ancestral beauty, I'm looking at it from the lens of what you are based on your lineage. So me being South Asian, um, I talked about earlier how in Ayurveda, there are three constitutions. So you have Pitta, Kapha, and Vata, and we have these constitutions in us. So for me, if you look at my body type, I'm leaner on the top and much wider at the bottom. So you would call me a pitta kapha. If I had a good two hours, I would definitely explain this in detail. But <laughs> for me, I will lose weight if I actually walk compared to if I do a, a hit class. Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting. Whereas I would gain weight the other way around. Now, for somebody who, let's say, is predominantly vata, they will actually gain a lot of muscle if they do a hit class versus the other way around. And vata tend to be very lean people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To me, when you when I say celebrate your ancestral beauty, you're celebrating where you come from. You're celebrating the line, the people before you in the present moment. So you're honoring what this body is today, not based on an end goal that you want to achieve, but you're working with what you've been given so that you can go where you want to go. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. That's really interesting work that you're doing. Mm -hmm. You you also offer health coaching for people. What exactly happens in a health coaching session? I mean, all my sessions are one-on-one. -on -one. I don't have any, I don't have programs where you kind of self-pace yourself. So if it's for the person that kind of wants to just start working with a health practitioner, and these are pretty in-depth sessions. So there's a one session that's about 90 minutes and then a follow-up that's about 30 and 60 minutes. And then that will look at your health history. I will give you as much guidance as I can. And then you have the option of taking those tools and putting them into practice. Mm -hmm. And from there, we can go back and work one-on-one. -on -one. So it's more of a just a one-on-one -on -one when someone needs consults, they can come in. And then, of course, I have my other programs, which are you know based on two months of working together. You conduct heart-centered, intimate workshops designed to show people how to become their own healer. Mm. But becoming your own healer sounds so uh, fascinating and lovely. Can you speak to what that would look like, these heart-centered, intimate workshops. Yeah. I mean, now because of COVID, they're a bit on the side right now, um, but there's new ideas uh, in the works. But essentially, it would be these workshops that really teach you the tools and teach you tools that you can actually understand and apply to yourself so that you can go home and actually start using them and putting them into practice. Because often I find that we can read all the books, we can do workshops, we can do courses, but if we're not embodying them, if our body's not taking it in, then it's not going to serve us the way it's supposed to serve us. Of course. So that's what it would look like, essentially, these workshops. 
You also have a great interest in prenatal and postpartum women, and you do these beautiful programs that support women who are ready to become mothers. Can you tell us more about Nourish and Nurture? Yeah, so Nourish is actually inspired by my own journey. I went through a period when I was 21, I had a, I was at a high risk of infertility. And I remember being told that before that, it's funny, I never wanted children. I was known um, in my family as that the one who never wanted children. And I remember when my doctor told me that I might be infertile, I, I, I didn't like that I didn't have the choice. I, I wanted the choice that mattered to be more. And it, it really scared me, but it also got me into high gear. So I spent two years really healing my body. And that's what Nourish is. It's preparing the body for, for that woman that wants to prepare their body for becoming pregnant. It helps to do that. So we'll, we'll detox, we'll clean the gut, we'll look at the health history as well and see what needs to be taken care of. But we're also taking care of the emotional body. So any sort of traumas that you might have experienced in your lineage, your ancestral traumas, your um, childhood traumas, like these kind of things that tend to come up years later, we're tackling it before. And with this program, I'm working with you even after we're done. Because for me, it's so important not to just leave someone hanging. So we're going to be in constant communication even afterwards. And then nurture is the after of that. So I find that a lot of women that I've known that have gotten pregnant, they're kind of left behind. That community, yes. that support is not there. So I wanted to create a program that really focuses on mom, not just the baby, nice. but actually the mother and healing her and helping her in those two months. And even afterwards, recovering and healing and starting to take care of herself. So I've even included like a spa day. That's so great. <laughs> kind of my little treat. And I want to collaborate with Toronto businesses to create a bit of a care package as well that goes to her. So it's almost, again, going back to my passion for community, like bringing community into the healing process as well. That's lovely. That sounds so great. Why does healing of the mind, body, and soul matter? And what are some tools to reconnect to your body so that you really can achieve this? Yeah. So according to yogic philosophy, I know we've definitely learned this in our yoga teacher <laughs> we We're three-part three systems. So we're a tripartite system, which is mind, body, and soul. And so in order for us to really hone in on our potential, in order to really experience all of life, we need to have those three faculties supported. So for me, healing the body is doing it from a nutritional standpoint, but also an emotional standpoint, which taps back into the mind and healing the mind. Because when the body is healed, the mind is also much healed. I actually think it's the reverse. It's not the other way around. Mm -hmm. And then your soul is that ancient part of you that's intuitive. It's wise. It just knows when to not turn or not talk to that person or when to talk to that person. Mm -hmm. um, so you need to keep all those three healthy. And so some tools and resources is there's nothing, actually, if I can name the best tool, it's doing nothing. Hmm. It's just sitting and sitting with yourself, grab a journal, get some tea and just sit and let something unfold. Like even if you can give yourself a half an hour of just sitting in stillness, you will gain so much wisdom in that moment mm -hmm. and so much healing as well. We're so busy doing it's, it's sometimes it's just a little bit of undoing, isn't it? It is. So it's so interesting because I keep sort of hearing this is just the being is it, you're right is, is the greatest work happens in doing very little and doing and doing almost nothing at all, but so much at the same time. Exactly. And oftentimes when we sit in stillness and we start to feel that discomfort, that discomfort could be stored from years before. And now you're finally giving it a chance to come out because you're actually feeling it in the present moment. So there's a lot of healing that happens when you just sit and literally do nothing. So do you think when we heal the mind, body, and soul, it's possible to reach 
a state of enlightenment and bliss. Yeah. And I think, I think that enlightenment and bliss is up to you to decide. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think it's up to a, a, a guru to decide or for me to decide. I think it's, you will know when you've hit that bliss. And I think there's so many different types of enlightenment, enlightenments and bliss that come along your journey for however long you are on this planet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What is enlightenment and bliss for Simi Panu? Oh, what a big question. So for me, it's just joy in the present moment. No matter what's happening, it's just pure joy and being happy and knowing that at the end of the day, I'm going to be all right. Absolutely. Absolutely. What a, what a great, I think people would be very, very lucky to be guided by you and to be under your care because I think you really, really get it beautifully. What um, is the best way for people to contact you, Simi, on your website and, and, and social media? Yeah, so definitely my website, uh, as Judy perfectly had said it, simipennywellness.com. Uh, there you can reach me by email or you can even book a consult right there. Uh, and I'm, I'm very active on social media on Instagram as well, which is just at Simi Pennu Wellness. Beautiful. I guess if you had to say the main way to take back your health and become your own healer, mm-hmm. what would that involve and entail? I think the main way to really take back your health is ask yourself, what do you really want? And ask yourself multiple times within the span of a couple of days, what do I want? What do I believe? Hmm. And that's how you start to really understand, kind of separate yourself from what social media is telling you, what the media in general is telling you, what the books are telling you. That's when you can actually sit in and be like, okay, no, actually, this is what I want. This is what beauty to me is. This is what health is to me. This is what joy is to me. Because you'll find that we're given so much information and we as humans are just so used to consuming. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nice to step away from that and actually be like, no, this is what I want for myself. That's lovely. I want to thank you so much, Simi, for being here today. It's really been lovely. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you for having me here, Judy. You know, I love you so much. And it's, <laughs> when I can talk to you, it's just bliss for me. <laughs> <laughs> Same, ditto. <laughs> We're going to go now on a short commercial break. When we come back, we will hear the music of Nancy Crosley's late father, Doug Crosley, who was handsome beyond talented, and what a voice. In fact, he was often compared to Frank Sinatra. More with Finding Your Bliss when we come back. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about CREATE Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. 
Igniting Your Bliss is brought to you by Create, Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years. Create is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. Create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, Create is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. Create has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? Create Fertility Center is here for you, continuing to provide remote consultations. And there's exciting news. With the easing of government restrictions, Create has resumed services for fertility testing and treatments. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. Doug Crosley appeared in stage productions and on television series such as Juliet for his own 1973 CBC TV series. Doug Crosley was Canada's handsome, smooth, baritone singer and entertainer whose big break was singing at the Brooklyn Theatre on the Bell Telephone Hour in New York City. He then signed with RCA Victor, where he recorded his first album, a new star in town. Doug appeared on numerous national television shows such as Juliet and Friends, Johnny Carson, wow, Mike Douglas and Merv Griffin. He headlined numerous nightclubs and starred in leading roles in musicals. One of the favorite highlights in his career was when he had his own TV show, The Doug Crosley Show, which was produced in Winnipeg. In the 80s, he hosted Stars on Ice for CTV. In the 90s, he entertained in the U.S. for big bands from Palm Springs all the way to South Florida. He also, of course, was married to Jean Crosley, Nancy's beautiful mom, who was one of the top makeup artists in Canada, known primarily from her work at the CBC. Nancy, your dad was such a beautiful singer, and I got the wonderful privilege of hearing him sing at... um, numerous events. And Nancy, I thought we would play a song that he was very well known for. And no one sings it better. And it's called My Way. Nancy, can you set up this clip for us of your dad, Doug Crosley, singing My Way? So my dad, throughout his career, had his usual struggles, as every entertainer does. And Bob Hope was working with my dad. And and I remember my father was extremely nervous and for this show that they were doing and Bob Hope went up to my dad and he says, son, the day that you stop being nervous is the day that your career is over. And I believe that my dad did it his way. And this take from the Ritz in Florida is a time of my dad's life that he just really enjoyed to sing. So this is dedicated, and this is being sung right now by Doug Crosley. Let's have a listen. Now the end is near, and so I face the final curtain. My friends, I'll say it clear. I'll state my case, oh, it's uncertain. I've lived a life that's full I've traveled each and every highway 
And more, much more than this I did it my way Regrets, I've had a few But then again, too few to mention I did what I had to do Inside through Without exemption My plan Each charted course Each careful step Along the byway And more Much more than this I did it My way Yes, there were times sure you knew when I bit off more than I could chew but through it all when there was done I ate it up and spit it out I faced it all Nancy, that was so beautiful. You know, I'm I'm having memories of your dad singing to you, and I believe it was at your 25th anniversary party. Am I correct in, in saying this? At, yes. at, and it was at the Royal York Hotel. Yeah. And it was an intimate gathering. An intimate gathering in the Imperial Room. <laughs> in the Imperial Room. And I remember Sonia Smith from Street Legal was there, and Monica Schnarr, Canada's supermodel, was there. And I was so honored to be there with Cliff. And I remember sitting at that table, and your dad sang to you. He did. He sang, You Light Up My Life. And you know what? When you come back, when you come back on the show, which I definitely want to have you back because we have so many more stories to tell, we're going to play that clip because that was also beautiful. I want to thank you, Nancy, so much for being here today. And I have to say that I feel in some way that your parents are here with us too. Awesome. To get in touch with Nancy and purchase her Beauty So Clean, you can go to her website at beautysoclean.com or you can tune into the shopping channel where you will also get free shipping and delivery. Thanks again, Nancy. It was so great having you here. Um, Judy, it's just been a, a pleasure. And I just want to say in finding your bliss, as my mom said, don't ever give up. I, I have to agree with you. And you're living proof of it. Thank you again so, so much. Also, a big thank you to our Finding Your Bliss team. And of course, a big thank you to our sponsor, the Create Fertility Center. This show has been recorded on Squadcast. Beauty is just being the best possible version of yourself from the inside out. For everyone here at Finding Your Bliss, I'm Judy Liebrack, reminding you all to take one step closer to finding your bliss. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.